Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Get ready, cause here I come. It's that time of the week again. We should have rehearsed that beat. <laughs> All the thoughts you're thinking, but not saying. Stace and I will go ham. We each bring a gem to the table, something we're thinking, but not saying. Coming up this app. We're not kind of putting our hand up and saying, you know, we're vulnerable and we don't have to necessarily be like this incredibly strong Wonder Woman. Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Hello. We are glad to be back for the next, what, 40 minutes? Oh, wouldn't 30? Go. Let's not overcome 25? You really jump in there, 15. don't you? 15. Yeah. Oh, no, it Anyway, the next it, bit of time, it, we're glad. I'd say half a would be an average, and that's what we're probably going for. We used to be naughty and do about way more than that, I feel. I, f- I reckon that we've got more, more respect for Philip now. Um, like when he goes off, I don't know. I we feel don't like have I'm any listening. respect for Philip. We just are busier people. No, I respect him more. Oh bullshit! <laughs> you you just know that we've got somewhere else to be. Yeah, that's Whereas true. Whereas when we were doing it, when we were in our cars or when we were regional radio, well, you we were had gagging to have nothing those conversations. to do. Yeah. We were just like gagging to speak to people that were not country bumpkins. Yeah, that's true. Um, it was terrible. It's been very wet where we live over the last few weeks, and I'm so over people complaining about. Like, why is rain associated with terror or terrible? Everyone's like, oh, shocking day. I'm like, it's actually quite stunning. Well, I think the thing is if you're working outside, it would be pretty bad. But if you're inside like we are, like in your... Which is the majority of people. And the people that I'm hearing say Mm -hmm. it's a terrible day are not construction workers, let me tell you. I never used to love the rain. I used to probably be one of those people that was like, oh, it's raining outside. But the older I get, the more I start to like it more. I love all seasons. I'm very connected. It's a full moon today. Oh, is that today? Is yes. it more energy? Uh, no, not necessarily. Oh. can kind of zap you a bit, especially oh. around winter, winter solace. That's another time because I knew you were going to look at me going, what's that? What, winter solace? No, yeah. well, my yoga teacher's wrong then because she said that there was more energy at a time of a full moon. Yeah, but so how that... feel it peaking. Yeah, but how that plays out in people is different. So you can have more mm. energy, but you can be kind of angsty or like mm. want to be in, you're just kind of agitated. But there's or, more something somewhere. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, we have a very special guest who we met... What, probably really early days when we had our radio show. Like we were when we look back at the video that, that we were very proud of when this particular guest came into the show, it looks old. Like oh, we well look your, like we're ten years well, old. Your hair was really long. And this is the thing, I always know how old a video was or how young we were based on your hair. If you had like longer <laughs> beachy hair, I'm like, ooh, that's old. Um, because it's a like a two centimetres, but it's made such a difference. Even people like, whoa. 
Stacey's hair. Like oh. it makes a real difference. Yeah, I enjoy it, but that's hilarious. Not but saying it's good or bad. No, like, people are saying it, it's I bad. I think it was like about 18 months ago. Yeah, wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long no. ago. Yeah, but that's, you know, in our world, that's quite some time. It is. You uh, hear the voice of Crystal Butter, who is the founder of Pink Hope, um, and they are currently running, or she is currently running, their Pinky Promise campaign and joins us for this week's episode. Hey, Chicky. Hey, girl. Now, you were in the studio teaching me how to fill my breasts up. I certainly was. Yeah, yeah. That was an experience. Yeah. yeah, we did that live on air. I'm so proud of that video. Oh, just we got so many people kind of calling and emailing us. Did you? Um, yeah, wow, it was incredible. That's so good. Like, that's why we jump at the chance to kind of work with you girls because, you know, even guys, like we had we had calls and emails for a couple of days. So that's the, the impact is. You know, it's amazing when things like that happen. Because so. I think people, like as a woman, I didn't, and re- even I didn't as a guy, that. yeah, we didn't know that. But you know that you should always check your breasts. Mm. You know, that's a thing, right? So you're like, I need to be on top of that. I need to be on top of my health. But then exactly how to go about that, like step by step and what to look for is a different thing. So that's why it was so good to have you in, like actually taking mm. Stace through it well, on air. Well, and also we'll hear a little bit about your story uh, when you tell us about your gem this week because I think that is the one thing that can potentially prevent um, – illness and in particular breast cancer being uh, fatal or not if Uh, you're catching it early. Yeah, absolutely. I guess, you know, my story is definitely highlighting that preventative health is Mm -hmm. something that we should all take Mm. seriously. Um, But, you know, obviously there's people where cancer is a real reality and they're facing it right now. And, you know, I think it's there's a double-edged sword to kind of what I went through and what my family went through. Yeah, okay. I can't wait for everyone to hear that uh, that in a little bit. So if you haven't listened to the show before or you're hearing us uh, through Crystal, welcome. Uh, we are two chicks that talk thoughts you're thinking but not saying on this podcast and on our radio show on the KISS Network each and every weeknight from 7pm. Um, Thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find all of the other podcasts and details of all the things that we do. And pinkhope.org.au is where you find more information about Crystal and all of the amazing work that she does. Um, But let's do a bit of a contents uh, about maybe a headline of what everyone can expect for us to chinwag about this week. I mean, we we will have Philip on, but I've got to say, you know, he's there, but we listen, but we don't, you know. Mm. It's not a, like, don't feel like, Crystal, that he comes on and you, you've you got an axe on your voice or something. Okay, like, good. it's not a Some people actually stop mid-talking, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. mid-sentence. They're like, shit, the duck. So it's, yeah. <laughs> Is it really loud? No, it's just, no, it's no. just, uh, he's in the corner over there. You yeah. can see him, right? He's taking on a life of his own. Yeah, oh, there he is. <laughs> he's just chilling out over there. Well, um, well you need duck glass. I want to talk about how masturbation, and I suppose getting into habits when it comes to sex can really impact, I don't know, your sex potential, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, And just some interesting things that I've found uh, because I was very, very open hopping into my new relationship and we had really, really open chats about the kinds of things that we wanted in our relationship but also in our sexual relationship. But you can still get stuck even when you're super open. You've been in long-term relationships before. You've been on your own before. You've got your own habits and Mm. it's very hard to break out of those. Mm. You've got all the greatest Mm. intentions in the world, but that doesn't Mm. mean in action it's easy. Mm. Mm. Um, I want to talk today about um, just eat the dessert because I have been on quite a journey, I reckon, probably since I was about a teenager with my relationship with myself and my relationship with food. And I feel like there's been a bit of a shift, I reckon, in the last maybe six to nine months with me in terms of the way that I talk to myself about what I put into my body. And I feel like the more 
I don't know, treating myself more and eating more kind of treats, you know, every now and then. I feel way that I do that more more now, more often, but I actually feel healthier than I've ever been. Okay. Mm. Crystal, what do you want to weigh in on? So I definitely think it would be women putting their health first. Let's I keep think. it. Let's start yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I guess the thing for me is we talk about health so much um, and, and I do it every day for a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the thing is I've most recently, you know, I'm a mum of three. I've been in a long-term, you know, marriage for nearly 13 years. Um, How long and- were you with him before you were married? Oh, so we've been married, sorry, for over a decade okay, yeah. um, and we've been together for over 13 yeah, years. Yeah, so yeah. I was 20 when yeah. I met my husband yeah. um, and I guess I was, you know, uber fit, mm-hmm. you know, when I was luring mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, being pregnant for, you know, off and on for, you know, six years, I, I really have struggled to kind of put my health first. Um, and the thing for me is very much like it comes down to time. Mm. And I think a lot of women, um, when, when not kind of putting our hand up and saying, you know, we're vulnerable and, you know, we've, we've, we don't have to necessarily be like this incredible, strong wonder woman, Mm. um, that, you know, at times we're going to struggle. Um, but I think at the end of the day, health is the only thing that really matters because if you don't have your health, Mm. You can't enjoy eating dessert. You Did can't you? enjoy it's, having it's sex. It's not a f- like, muscle that you can easily flex. Like, I mean, mm. it was only a few weeks ago and I spoke about it on the podcast a few weeks ago about how I was on the bathroom floor in excruciating pain, you know, had passed out and I still was feeling like I had some kind of, um, I don't know, uh, hesitation to call anybody and it just made me so sad for a couple yeah, of days like, that that's not just myself, but it's mm. so many women. It's insane to see what your natural reaction to that mm. stuff is and how you treat yourself. Mm. It terrifies me. You don't, I guess, um, especially for women, they don't want, you know, you don't want people to think that you're a hypochondriac or, mm. you know, those kinds of things And as we think well, we can fix it ourselves a lot of the time too. Like, I'm no. very much, um, you know, very in tune with my body. I'm really across things. Um, I'm also a bit of a control freak, I, you know, and I run the show in plenty of parts of my life. So it's also very interesting to find yourself in a place where you're not that and that often is your health because it mm. will catch up on you in ways that you can't control. So did you find, Crystal, with you, with having ki- before you had kids, you were still in that place where you weren't putting your health first? Oh, Because I, I guess, reckon you a know, lot of the time you hear mums, yeah, that's such look, a mum thing to do, let, but I reckon. Let's face it, I was, you know, 20, 19, 20, mm. where drinking and partying mm. and drugs was kind mm. of rampant, mm-hmm. um, especially mm-hmm. on the northern beaches, mm-hmm. and that's just what I did. So I don't think I was the healthiest version of myself, and I feel like I never, re- I haven't really ever got there. So mm. when you, so can you tell us a little bit about the, I guess, your health story? Because it's quite interesting to think that you went through um, some pretty big health stuff, mm. and then it's still interesting that even you are mm. somebody that still struggles to stay on top of it, considering yeah. everything you've been through. Yeah, so, you know, I was 23 when I found out that I carried a B- the BRCA gene mutation, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, when I was about 14, my mum was 36 and diagnosed with breast cancer and my great grandma had it, my grandma had it and across my family around 20 women have had breast and ovarian cancer. So from a very young age, cancer has kind of been everywhere. Um, and, you know, when I was 23, I had my first baby, I was in a really solid relationship and I found this, you know, I had this gene that made me feel sick and I wasn't really sick. 
So, so I when you have the gene, is that that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get sick, but the chances are much yeah, higher than so, not having. So, um, for instance, it's the same gene that Angelina Jolie has kind of made famous now. So breast cancer can be anywhere up to 87% and ovarian can be anywhere up to 60%. And the average population risk for breast cancer is about 11% mm. and ovarian is about 1%. So you're dealing with like pretty high odds Mm, and mm. I guess there was no woman in my family that carried the gene and either wasn't dead or sick so you Mm. know you have to kind of go off and make those decisions yeah Yeah. so I was 25 um I went in for a mammogram they found changes in my breast tissue and I kind of looked at my surgeon and I said what should I do and they said you know um either go upstairs for a um biopsy or have your breast removed and I Mm -hmm. chose the latter um I was 25 and you know I had two young kids four and under and I you know had a choice and I chose life Mm -hmm. um over you know the fear that cancer had kind of and not reckless risk really Mm -hmm. when you think it's interesting because I had a breast breast mice um I forget the technical term, um, uh, in my left breast. And so many people had said, you you know, you could have just got a biopsy. I got it straight out. And that's nothing on your story. Yeah. But it is interesting because a lot of people will choose for the uninvasive option or I guess the, the other option. But then when you're looking at what your choice is, when you put it like that, you're talking about a surgery, yes, in terms of what the action is, but what is the decision leading to? Like, so you're choosing life over any risk of not having it yeah. versus, rather than it being operation or not operation. Mm. You know, they actually have a lot of bigger mm. meanings and a bigger weight yeah. behind and, those and decisions. And I think the thing is, like, I watched, you know, my mom, she was 36 and she didn't have that choice. Like, she was getting her breasts removed because she had cancer. Yeah. And I felt, you know, that I felt sorry for myself. I did. But at the same time, I kind of looked across at my mom and I said, it's n- I have really no excuse for feeling the way that I am because it's like a complete gift of knowledge what I mm. had. But at the time when I was 25, no one was doing it and it was considered radical. Yeah, you would have been so lonely. Um, it was incredible. Like yeah. it was really lonely. And but I regardless did, of yeah. whether it runs in your family or not to be 25, it's still a shock, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I just kind of finished breastfeeding my nine-month-old So I knew I wanted more kids and I couldn't breastfeed, but then I kind of sat back and I just went, oh my God, like shake yourself out of it. Mm. I'm losing my breast, but I'm gaining a future. Like I guess, you know, it's... And congratulations for breaking the chain mm-hmm. of your family because yeah. I think so. it takes so much guts. And again, there's so many different reasons the way people do that. But I think everyone underestimates that how lonely that decision is when not only is it not common around you in society, but when you're the first to do it with your core family. Yeah. Because as much as they're around you, it's a really big thing for you to step out, even if you know, even if you're smart, even if you're, you know, um, progressive and and you can see this other vision that maybe they couldn't have seen in Mm. their generations, it's still stepping away from what you know and that's bloody terrifying whichever way you look at it. I guess the thing is I didn't want to put, you know, have that conversation with my mom and my extended family because Mm. I just went like they've suffered far more than I could have ever suffered Mm. Um, and I didn't want to kind of – I felt guilt. So from there at 25, you make that call, you have your breasts removed and then – 
let's do like a bit of an in-between from there to, to founding Pink Hope now. Yeah, so I literally did it from my hospital bed. So it started, so like, the process kind of started then. Yeah, my mum passed me a laptop and said, you know, your story can help people and you're either going to sit here and feel sorry for yourself or you're going to actually do something positive with what we've been through. And that's literally how it started. Um, and it's, you know, you, you when you start something out, like you girls would have in your radio show, you're like, I just want to impact a few lives and I just want to do something positive and something that I love. And the fact is, you know, we're, we're supporting upwards of 150,000 people and mm. it's just started in that hospital bed. But, you know, within that time, I've had another child. Um, you know, my grandma passed away after a third ba- battle with cancer. Um, I had an ovary and two fallopian tubes removed, like, you know, it's, I guess, and that's why my health, like I talk about it every day, but my time has become so stretched that I've gone, now is when I have to put it first. Like, well, then no. I guess now that, surpri- that surprises me as somebody that has been through what you've been through. You live and yeah. breathe that you've created but this But that's why it's so foundation. relatable because even people like yourself mm. still find that tricky. I think, and that's mm. that's how hard and that's how, I guess, conditioned we are to be set in the ways that we are as women or in the yeah, ways we are to be able first, to. Yeah. Work mm. comes first. Partners come first. Um, you know, I've literally got a best friend who, you know, had her baby and six weeks later got her six pack back and she's like the best personal trainer in the world. And she started personal training me because she's like, come on, girl, like, you know, I'm mid thirties. Mm. It's not bouncing back like it used mm. to. Um, it's got it. You've got to put in the work. I really yeah. am. Like yeah. I just said, you know, I could barely sit down on the chair today. She worked me so hard a few days ago. <laughs> Do you feel really? good? Do you, how does your mood feel? Do, I have yeah. so much yeah. more energy. Like I, I, I'm a, I have an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. So Which can be very good if you're really into exercise, right? For sure. Like I've never got a tattoo because I knew that I'd end up top to toe. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I just have one of those personalities. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I went, did two sessions of exercising yesterday because I just felt so good. And mm. instead of like get it, grabbing a, you know, a packet of chips, I put freaking Brussels sprouts in the oven with turmeric. shit. That, I yeah. know, I'm now, losing my mind. Now that is intense. <laughs> but it's interesting because I think, I don't know, I think there are ways, I, th- I think everybody just needs to put their hand up and say, this is hard. Yeah. You know, and it's not something that comes necessarily natural. Yes, you feel great afterwards and yes, you know, you feel good. But I think that initial step, people aren't alone I with feel, thinking they're the only ones. I a bit selfish, to be yeah. honest, because yeah. it's time that I could be working or spending with my kids and I'm choosing to spend it on myself. Mm. And it's only an hour every day. Mm. But, you know, but I feel so much better better like mm. even if I just be pack better for and, your kids yeah mm. I pack up and I go for a walk and I put my Spotify on yeah. and I just go you know and it's my moment of chill time where I just go I'm actually doing something for myself and I feel I've been in such a monotonous kind of you know rut for well it a sounds like time. it's been a long time in the making yeah to get to that point where you're not where you're not feeling guilty um, for doing anything yeah. other than that for 60 minutes. Yeah. Philip has gone off, but I think he's gone. like not What's very going bro- on over there? there was not, I think he might be broken inside. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, we did talk about how we don't respect <laughs> him. So he had like one quack and then that was it. Oh, poor guy. Oh, he, probably feel, he probably feels intimidated and self-conscious now to Why? quack. Yeah. I reckon. Well, do you want to go? Because he's not coming back for a 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, I'm kind of on the same train of thought, right? Thinking about health and... Um, I don't know, I've just noticed myself in the last, so I've been sober now for nine months, um, coming up to nine months, and I just feel the clearest and the best and the healthiest, not just physically, but also kind of mentally and emotionally that I've ever felt. And I've noticed how that's kind of extended out to so many areas of my life, my relationship with my um, my partner, my, you know, just more, being more self-aware um, and with my family members, with friends and my relationship with food. And I've always, and I've spoken about this on the podcast before. I, growing up, never always kind of was up and down and, and wasn't taught great lessons in particular from my parents, but mostly my mum. Like I remember her um, when I was a little kid, she would stand on the scales every morning and every night. She'd open up her diary and she would write in the morning weight and then the night weight. And I remember her mood would be so dictated by if she was a little bit heavier than she was the night before, she was pissed off. And that was, and I kind of became obsessed with that too. I was bulimic for, you know, a short period of time and just had always been very um, on myself in terms of what I ate. So and similar to, I suppose, my um, kind of drinking, I, I, in, in the end, it was easier for me just to have a complete break because the self, um, what do you call it, the self-dialogue and the self-negotiation and renegotiation as to whether I have that second drink or whether I eat that piece of cake or whether I go back and have another biscuit was just so fucking tiring. Like, and nobody would ever know. Like if, if you know, you're at a work thing and it's someone's birthday and you're having like a cake, it was never as easy for me, like as a lot of people, I suppose, just to go, yeah, I'll have the cake, I'll whatever, I'm not kind of think about it. I've been, you know, pretty good this week. There was this complete thing in my head where there would be this dialogue about, okay, well, what have I eaten today? No, I've been bad or no, I'll make sure I starve myself for this particular time. So because I'm going to feel so guilty from that, that then, you know, if I have a really healthy dinner, then that will compensate for that. And I'll go to gym and I'll stay a little bit longer. And then when I'm at gym, I'm thinking about that piece of cake that I ate. It was just, has always been really intense. 
and but I never really knew that that was not normal. I never knew that You're that was not normal. Of your environment. Yeah, but yeah. I always thought that because I well, your mum's writing down her weight morning and night. That's extreme. I grown so up. Of course, in, you're going to come in from such that. a yeah in such a, an environment where that that was my normal. That is still my mum's normal, and it's still really sadly my sister's normal. And to, and for a little time, I was worried about that. It, that was my brother's normal too, because we come from a pretty active family. But a lot mm. of the time, that active. Um, and exercise comes from guilt. Um, but anyway, I've noticed in the last maybe six months, nine months, that I am more likely if, to treat myself because there is, I don't know, this this bigger amount of self-respect and self-love that I have for myself that extends to like even what I put in my body and when I, I'm, I'm working mm-hmm. out, it's not to punish myself. It's because it makes me feel good. And if I'm feeling tired and I'm feeling sore, I won't work out that day yeah. and I do some stretches and I'm not, there's not this kind of self-loathing and guilt around it. Mm. And I, and now I have so much of a, a healthier kind of outlook. If, if I want to have a donut or there's cake at work or I want to have a piece of chocolate or a couple pieces of chocolate and I get home or ice cream, I eat it and I really enjoy it because mm. every other time the joy. My yeah, the joy, she said donut, I'm gone. The like, joy was taken out of that gone, stuff. Gone, 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 gone. Yeah. The joy was just gone because like as I was, as you, I would be consuming it, I would already be self-loathing. So it's kind of like it was this Well, what I noticed awful. about eating with you or watching you with that stuff is that I would go in and I, not to compare us, but this is just how it would be. I would go in and eat it straight up and then you would say no, but then you would at one point in the day be going and making up for that time. You said no anyway. Mm -hmm. Like it was definitely not a place where we both weren't having sweets. It was just a very different way of getting there. And I didn't really, I didn't think much about it Mm -hmm. at the time, but it was interesting that you were like, no, thanks, no. But then at some point, because we're together so much Mm -hmm. and together all day, at some point throughout that day, you would do you would eat something sweet, but that would be but triggered. It would, it would be, be triggered from earlier when I've denied myself. That's I what I mean. Would have had you would a always process. get back there and probably yeah. eat more than you yeah. would have if you had have just had a little yeah, nibble there. Yeah, of course. There. there would be this thought process around no, 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 I don't need it. Like constantly until and then you'll and, crave it so bad yes, that you'll need something bigger. But I become yeah. obsessed with it and then thinking about it constantly, and it was just so exhausting. exhausting. And now yeah. it's so crazy. I pull myself up sometimes on it when I I notice myself eating something that I, I am a really healthy person. Like I eat really well. I put good food into my body and I work out. I am good to myself. So if I want to have a freaking donut, I'll have a donut. And I've always, and I've got that mindset too. I think you've got to also look at yourself. And if you're listening and you're feeling like you might be in Christy's story from before she Mm. kind of snapped out of it. I think it's important to remind yourself, am I a smart person in other areas of my life? Do I kind of put the facts on the board and make good decisions? And the answer I'm guaranteeing is yes. But when it comes to this, Mm. we ignore the fact that we might be eating well or we're working out. I think the average at our age is three times a week is okay. You Mm. know, like you don't need to be smashing it every day. They say half an hour, even 20 minutes a day Mm -hmm. is fine. Yeah, and And that might equate to three gym classes of an hour or, you know, a long walk or something. And you eat fairly well. The facts are, as a non, as a smart person, you put that all on the piece of paper, on the whiteboard, and you go, having a donut once a week, having a bar of chocolate or a biscuit with a cup of tea, and having dessert after dinner mm. in that week on mm. that big scale mm. is one hundred percent okay. 
not even okay yeah. like life enjoy like yeah. so when you look at it be smart like don't don't kid yourself in that because it actually is just it's being stupid mm. it's being yeah, it's not logical yeah and you, it's and, not but sometimes you're so in it you don't even you don't even realize that what you're thinking is completely nonsensical yeah but the hilarious thing out of all of this and is, you think you're being so sensitive you oh, think you're ridiculous. making so much sense yeah but the ridiculous part of all of this is i would eat probably more treats now and enjoy more treats now um than i ever have Yet I'm absolutely the physi- like the healthiest physically mm. I have ever been. Like in my the whole life. And the thinnest. You in like all the fittest. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. Like fittest. You just didn't want to say that about yourself. Like, I knew where you're going. Yeah, but, as. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but fittest. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and it's hilarious because I'm health I'm happy. Yeah, you're happy. I'm really happy. You on had the an unhealthy relationship it's with crazy food. Crazy. When I look back yeah. and I would think that I was oh, you know, uh, you know, people would know me as oh Christy won't eat that or Christy doesn't eat pizza or Christy oh this and that. And I would look and you could even see in my skin. Because I'd be like, I'd stress? be stressed, but then yeah. it's like smashing booze on a weekend because I was like, I've denied myself for so long. Like my, my drunk alter ego, and, and if any of my mates listen Kebabs. to this, like I would smack, like it would be a Saturday night and we'd be like at, you know, like some kind of late night pizza place. Mm. I would be so smashed that I'd be going around taking like other people's pizza scraps off the table. Mm. I was so ridiculously. He's back. He's back. I was so, like, my mates took videos of me uh, on a number of occasions because they were like, you will not fucking believe this in the morning that you have literally smashed a whole pizza because there was obviously something inside me, inside my consciousness that, that was like, relaxed. Well, that's what my friend used to say to oh me. She was God. like, you don't turn drunk and then become a different person. Yes, like it, there was that article. Yeah, it, that. it's very much underlying well, of who you Well, it was sitting. It was like, sitting yeah. somewhere and it's got to come Everyone's out at like, some oh, point. The booze made me do it. It's oh. like, no, there, there's something else in your life that made you do that and that mm. pushed it straight out it of you. It relaxed you enough to yeah. kind of let your real self come out. Well, or to just let the your absolute crazy or your, oh your, God, your yes. bad come yep. out in some mm-hmm. ways. Because there's definitely been different parts in my life that you are drunk and you're a different type of drunk. Yeah. When I was batshit fucked up. Tequila does that. You know, oh, yeah, but you're batshit <laughs> fucked up. You're going to drink. You're going to be batshit fucked up when you're drinking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you might sort yourself out. You drink. Not so much, you know, like, so it is interesting. But, of course, you would have been hungry. (laughs) I was bloody starving. Don't ever deny yourself a donut. Like, donut is the root of happiness. I've just been pulling myself over the hot coals the whole week. I so then am. Saturday comes, here, here we go. Yeah, not good. Like, yeah, it was Try and get bad. some. Yeah, you got to get some balance. Yeah, I would have bad. loved to see that. Oh, oh no. no, I don't think so. It's <laughs> not, a, not a great sign. Yeah. That's just, why I'm so bad. Nah. Nah, Someone's got videos, so you could probably track them down. to track them down. You could probably track them down. I want to talk about how um, – how I think we can find, we've, I don't know, the common, tr- I guess, thread on this podcast is uh, this week has been a little bit about how good things take a bit of discipline or good things take mm. a bit of work. And we often do preach about that on the podcast. But I think one thing that is very, very much ingrained to us, whether it's women and men, I'm not sure I can really only speak on behalf of myself and my my girlfriends more so, would be that we have this expectation that sex is supposed to be pleasurable by default, Mm. that there is no work really involved and that once you figure out how to get there and and come and climax or orgasm, whatever you want to call it, that that's your one-stop shop to get there and then repeat for the rest of your life. I reckon it's linked to this idea of romanticism 
narcissism and like the fact mm. that everything should just click and just work and this person just knows you inside and out and it's like awkward to bring up and you shouldn't have to say but I what think feels good or what doesn't or what you need. I think it's different with sex because you do get pleasure straight up. It's mm. quite instant gratification when you figure out that, okay, you're on top or I'm at this position or, or if you're masturbating, it's like, okay, I know that this particular part of my clit will work and I will absolutely get off like that. It's a real quick fix and everybody wants the easy option. But it's interesting because like a lot of things we've spoken about and a lot of things in life, the more tricky kind of work you put into things, the better things generally are. Mm. And with sex, I feel like we don't do that a lot. So I'd made this conscious decision a couple of years ago now, probably would be in almost a year and a half ago, mm. where I really um, fleshed out when I saw a Tara O who we've had on the, on the podcast a few weeks ago and had a bit of a recap on where I was at sexually because I wasn't climaxing with casual partners. And and I was wondering if that was in the in my heart of hearts I knew that that I kept thinking it's only when I'm with someone and I thought that can't be right and then I went to her and actually confirmed it's exactly right because it's me and it's my body and what is whatever is right for me is right for me what was that you could only climax if you were with a partner yeah but it wasn't so much about a partner because I did do that occasionally with casual people but it was definitely an intimate connection. So mm. there was more intimacy. Com- I felt comfortable. very comfortable. Yeah. There was probably mm. two or three guys over the five years that I was single where I properly had really great connection and really good mm. sex by kind of a one-night thing or a meeting them kind of in- instantly. Um, so the odds are against you <laughs> if you're going out <laughs> looking to have a bit of fun because that was what I was having fun and I liked the cuddles and I liked the flirting and I liked all of that, but the sex was quite unfulfilling. So I wanted to really look into that and what I learned from that was this whole other way of looking at sex and being really open to the fact that we really need to do more work than we've realised as chicks. We mm. often get into bed and expect men to know where, we're go- where they're meant to be going. And, and we what often, we're feeling like. Absolutely. And- Absolutely. And I know now um, being in a new relationship and putting this to test that I want very different things every night of the week. Like I will be a very, it's very new. (laughs) I'm saying that's the honeymoon phase. Everyone keeps saying that. I'm determined to not grow out of it. (laughs) um, Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's happening and, and yeah, so there's all these different people that you feel like you are or different ways that you want to get sex. And so I knew all of this going in and I mm. was ready. I'd done a lot of work on myself and a, a lot of work on my sexual self and I was so excited to meet someone that I fell in love with and, and could explore Aww. that stuff with. Um, but the reality of a lot of the things you learn in practice, and I have learned a fuckload, I've done so much work, is very different to thinking and reading and knowing it and breaking through tricky stuff that is completely ingrained in you, i.e. the way you climax. Mm. So as much as I've had this open mind about all these things I've wanted, I have been the one more so than him, very much so um, connected and driven by who's getting there, how long it's taking, you know, all of that stuff, which has counterbalanced everything I've learned about what I need, I which is longer foreplay, more intimacy, all this stuff. I reckon it's more of a female thing too. I don't uh, – maybe – uh, maybe I'm talking out of school here, but I do about the climaxing thing at the end. And if you don't, then it's like a, a non-thing or like a non-win or, oh, cool, we haven't got a thing. I like think a it's a personality thing. I don't uh. know if it's a gender thing. It might be. I know you and I have spoken about we're both the same, but I think also our personalities lean towards some kind of success. Because if and it I, doesn't, we're very yeah. ambitious. We're very, <laughs> if it doesn't I don't happen, know if that's I'm all like, women. Oh, um, yeah. 
less so <laughs> like that. Yeah. I reckon less so than my less so than my boyfriend. Mm. I'm like, oh come on, let's just keep. And he's like, no, it's it's actually fine. It's not about that. And I'm like, yeah, but come on. I don't know whether it's like because in the past I would have taken that on and been like, is it me? Like as in, mm. oh, it must be a reflection on me and where. Or where I've I'm been at. married for like thirteen years and I've got three kids. So there's times that I definitely don't feel sexy. It's like when all three kids have gastro and yeah. you know my yeah. husband like might. might be in the mood and I've just wiped up vomit mm. off the bathroom floor. Like so when you've hard, got so yeah. many different dynamics happening in your life, you have to work out. It's sad to say, but a routine that fits you and that yeah. keeps both happy. Because yeah. I think at the end of the day, like I married my husband because like I'm obsessed with him. Um, <laughs> so nice. Yeah, but he's he's just such a good guy. And when you feel comfortable with someone, like there's a mutual respect. Mm. Um, and mm. I think, you know, when it comes to climaxing, like they will – like they'll want if they you know they'll want you to get there absolutely and they'll yeah. help try but and help I think, you get there but, but I think the climaxing thing is you're not going to do it 100% of the time no, and if you do yeah. then my god yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but I think the interesting thing is as well by aiming to climax every time it doesn't allow you to feel like you can have your footloose and francy free and you're mm. open to experimentation and that's what I wanted to talk about this week because I feel like by having that as the end goal it means that anything that doesn't work towards there yeah. is not worth it's, it yeah. and then you never find any new mm. things you're never interested in exploring or experimenting because you're like well I don't you know if that's definitely going to get me there so <laughs> straight line. you know Life's it's so, so bad. bad I am so bad for that I know that there is like yeah. well, there's a particular position where like I'm I'm on the bottom or doggy I'm like yep it's kind of the go-to yeah. and and even it's bad that where I it's hard for me to, and I know I need to work on that, but you, I'll be experimenting or doing something different that I'm not 100% sure and I'll only give that a particular amount of time where I'm like, okay, it's been like six minutes but that now, is the right, exact time and, to go and back. Yeah. What I've learned from all the stuff that I taught myself before is – do not do not go with that thought mm. because that Don't thought it. yeah mm. well and that thought's ca- capping you off mm. because you're trying to control it for starters you're in your head secondly not in your body and thirdly to get all the good things like I said at the beginning of this gem you need to put a bit of work in so it's not going to just come it's not it's actually Pardon not the pun. exactly yeah. <laughs> so all the times I've kind of gone exactly that thought now nah, fuck this isn't going anywhere so then and if I've you're... gone stay with it I was going to say so if people are listening to this and they're like, oh my God, so can relate. Uh, that pops up into my head. I have this dialogue and then I can't shake it. Like, is there some things that you've learned from Tara oh, or in your own experience where you go, as soon as my head starts to go there on that same kind of routine track, what is it that gets you out of that thinking um, in the middle of An things? affirmation, um, I deserve pleasure has Ooh, been a big one yeah. for me to open up to that because then the second I say that to myself and I get a bit emotional thinking about it because I think we take out we take ourselves out of our bodies and because we're distracting ourselves from good things mm. to be really honest mm. at the root of it yeah, it's, it's self a lot worth. it's a lot deeper than so you know physical. you're kind of yeah. choosing to not give yourself and receive pleasure and particularly in my situation from a man that is generally making love to me and this is really new and exciting so i'm mm. deciding to tap it's out of that novel. yeah i know it's, so it's lovely beautiful. yeah it's, it's really nice. nice um and so but i've worked really hard for this you know yeah. and so it's um yeah, it's it's stepping out of that. So mm. I remind myself, Stacey, you deserve pleasure here. And if that's not 
and always you're going to lean in then. You're not going to tap out and go, oh, if I deserve pleasure, I'm not really in the mood. Everybody wants to have intimate, lovely Mm. sex. Like that's Mm. a natural part of who we are. Mm. You can tell yourself you're not really into it all you want, but that's other shit that you're working with. So I remind myself that um, I deserve pleasure so I can kind of step back in. It just instantly takes me back to my body Mm. because my body is telling me, there's something nice to happen here for you. You're here in your head. Yeah. You need to be back here because mm. it will automatically do that mm. if you say to yourself. So that's helped me. Breath, just breathe, like actually taking a deep breath midway through sex because they don't really know. Mm. You just get yourself back in the game. Yeah, presence, yeah. Um, and the third one is the second you go to stop on something you're experimenting, keep going because the fucking orgasms I've had by continuing, even mm. when I've wanted to back out, very, very good. And different types. <laughs> Different types of orgasms. So different. I've rolled through. I probably 100% would get there on top in past relationships and know that that was the way because because it was clitoris. Well, it's the one And then I've got all these other ones that are bloody big surprises. That's the best. Um, So, but I've, again. write a book. Well. Mm -hmm. I'd buy it. Yeah, I'm working (laughs) on it. I think I will because it's just too much stuff. Um, but I wish I had some had read someone else's book, to yeah. be honest, because I had to go through the sexologist, the kinesiologist, the therapist, the this, the that, all those things. Mm. It sh- it should just be somewhere. So, we'll, yeah, TBC on that. I fucking don't have E-book. time to get to the doctor. Like, <laughs> hello. Um, but, yeah, so I guess, yeah, you've got to um, push through, I think, and work on it just and like other parts of your life. First yeah, as well. it does. Mm. It comes back to that. Yeah. It comes back to that. Well, this has been lovely. This it always feels like so you're catching you're up. Like we want to go home you. to my husband right about now. Well, that's good. a good thing. Yeah. That's a very good thing. That's the but none and of your kids have gastro today, do yeah. they? Yeah, you do not. You. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We know what yes. you're doing tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and push, you'll get home and go, yeah, can I push through? Think of me, <laughs> go, know, do will. it anyway, do it anyway. Because <laughs> that even would be a lot if I'm thinking of you. <laughs> no, don't worry about don't it. Whatever works. I'm sure she won't mind. Yeah, yeah, fine. If it's working. The wonderful Chris still can be found at pinkhope.org.au and as we know um, they are running their Pinky Promise campaign where you 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 make sure that you are having a Pinky Promise commitment to your best mate about reminding each other about how important it is to check up on each other's health. Which as we figured out, mm. as we already know that but especially throughout this podcast and throughout your campaign we know that that is sometimes a really hard thing to do so having a, you know a sister or a bestie or a cousin or someone there to have your back to remind yeah, you. Yeah you've always got that wing woman, you know what yeah. I mean I mean, yeah. that, that person, oh, we no know matter what, you what yeah. has yeah. your back. And I yeah. think, you know, we have each other's back in, oh, you look hot in that outfit mm. and do you want to go out here for dinner? But how about have you gone to the doctors mm. or oh, have you had this checkup? And or- so many of you listening to that are those girls. Like that is yeah. who our posse mm-hmm. is. They're That's chicks true. that look after each other, that have their, their number one that they've got. So if you do want to get involved, please do. We'd love to see you. To hashtag the Thinker Girls so we can see, but also hashtag, of course, BFF Pinky Promise. Um, and make sure that you show your support. It's such a – you're going to upload a photo of you and your bestie over the next week anyway. So, so just it's use a the nice way. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. nice way to spread the love and make sure people are aware of it in case they didn't listen to the podcast. Crystal, thanks so much for joining My us. Pleasure, it's been girls. the best. Um, if you want to listen to any of the other shows, thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find us. If you've found this podcast helpful or you've loved it, we get so many of your private messages that send through that – you know, that you've had little life crack moments or, you you know, you feel like we're mm-hmm. helping you when you're in your early 20s or whatever age it is um, where you may not have been able to. We'd love you to put that into a review on iTunes for us uh, so more people can find us. That would be the best. We'll catch you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. 
wrong answer no, again. No, no kisses. Keep doing it. It's how it we end the show. It was me last week. Yeah. That's kiss, mate. Were you part of this convo and want more? Yeah. Join our Thinker Girls posse on Facebook, Instagram, or thethinkergirls.com.au. Podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.